Hi, and welcome to The Pain of Art, where we talk about our depth and where we try to understand that there's so, so much beneath the surface. There's just so much going on and so much of our creativity is fueled by the depth of our pain, of our understanding of the world, of our processing of what's going on around us. And there's a lot to process. I mean, we go about our days, you know, in the usual manner, but there are so many questions and so many things to take account for that we're basically overwhelmed. And that's why we have this deeper side that does process it all. And then we basically live sometimes on the surface. And then when we do something creative, when we do a project, when we speak to someone, suddenly all these sides of us come out and we're like, whoa, where'd that come from? And it's been there the whole time. It's just constantly processing more and more and more. And I think it's magnificent. And I really like this platform where I use a piece of something that I wrote and I can like zoom in behind what I'm talking about and see, oh my, that's what was going on. That's what was happening. That's what was coming out for me. That's what I was processing. It's really nice. Last episode, I cut it short because it was a little too long. And I cut the piece short because I didn't want it to be long. So So now we're going to finish that piece and if we have a little more time I'll add something like a really small piece that we can also look at that's pretty interesting. Okay so I'm going to start reading. I'll start a little back from something that we did already and then move on to the rest of the piece and then afterwards we're going to open it up see what's going on behind it. Here we go. My job teaches me to look at myself. My boss yells at me like I don't already know that I made a mistake. His voice gets louder as mine gets softer. My silence is stupid. His loudness is smart. If only I learned how to smart, I would smart at every stupid. My smart would echo brilliantly with a voice that melted all smarts into the silent, the stupid. There was a woman who would dance near my table at the Hacker Meridian Center east of Bleecker. Her reality was too far from mine, and she would blur blazing red. It's only when the world fades that you're really, truly alive. I used to be alive like that. I would ponder my death while sipping a black coffee, no sugar. I gave a beggar my candies. They were sugar-free and cough suppressants. I was scared to look at him in the face because I knew that I would be there behind his eyes. How the cold of concrete is the warmth that I need. I need warmth. I need love. I need to be held and cradled the way that only concrete knows how. At the edge of the forest is a tree whose bark is said to hold nutrients that could lower a person's age by five years. She broke my heart. She complimented me as she rejected me. She told me how special I am and how there's no one like me. There is no one like me, but that doesn't make me feel any more secure. In fact, the more different I am, the lonelier I feel. I can fold myself perfectly and lay in the blanket closet. You would not find a single crease. My cotton is silky smooth, but all you'll see is the red stain at the center and cast me away into the unique, the special, the damp, the crusty. Let's dance you I. Let's sing your song, and mine will only be the drums occasionally getting out of hand. Today is our day. Take my hand, and we could get away one sway at a time. Wow, uh, this was this was quite heavy, actually. Uh, I didn't even realize how heavy it was until I reread it again now. Let's start. There was a woman who had danced near my table at the Hacker Meridian Center east of Bleecker. Her reality was too far from mine and she would blur blazing red. So this is a state that happens a lot. It's like when you're standing near someone or around someone who's living on a completely different frequency than you and you are you see it and you see it as truth and you understand it as something that you want and something that you want to be and something that you 
you want to emulate, but you're you're not able to do it because you're just completely stuck in your mind, completely just like down in the dumps and you see it and it's almost like it's blurring in front of you. It's like you see it, but you don't see it. And there's this disconnect that you feel. And then there's other times when there's a blur, when it's like the flip side of that, like that person that you're looking at is also in a blur, but their blur is very different than this blur. Their blur is like, they're also lost in the flow of their life force. They're also completely engaged in whatever it is that they're portraying the same way you're engaged in your depravity or your whatever thought process it is that's holding you back from, there's probably a narrative going around. Like I have these where everyone hates me or I'm a loser or I'm this, all these things that I'm like literally stuck in these loops. And I still like, I see the blur of the person in front of me. I see them and I'm like, I want that, but I can't even truly see them. And I can't even truly want that because I'm so beyond that. It's only when the world fades that you are really, truly alive. Now, I really resonate with this line because it's funny because when time goes the fastest, like when you're just completely engaged in your flow and you're just completely just alive and just teeming with life, that the world kind of fades and you're just like in this weird zone. It's like, you know, how in movies they show when the person takes drugs and everything like goes around them. Um, It's well, it's not like that, but it's kind of like that in the sense that a lot of the world disappears and you're just so you're so happy and you're so it just all makes sense and it all fits and it's not like you have to worry about anything all the worries just disappear and you, and you just become alive it's those moments in life when i really feel the best even though time is flying and it's not like my usual enjoyment is just sitting and thinking and sitting with myself and really trying to understand the world and try to understand things and ideas and whatnot but this is different this is like it seems more extroverted but we all have those states where suddenly we're we're engaged in life in a way that just completely blows us away. I used to be alive like that. I would ponder my death while sipping a black coffee, no sugar. Now this, I think, is a different state. It's funny, like, I feel like with this piece, every single sentence is like its own thing. And that's why I want to read it because, I mean, when I was writing it, it was taking me time. So each one was like its own, each sentence was its own thing. There's a mourning for that way of life when we were fully engaged. And, you know, especially because we're always going up and down. So we're always like, are, are sometimes we're more engaged in, in certain things and sometimes we're less engaged and more engaged in something else. Sometimes we're not engaged in anything. It's the times when we're really broody and when we think, when we're just sitting and there's like, you know, there's like a time to take in information and there's a time to just sit with it. And in those times when you sit with it, you look back at those other times and you're you're just, you miss it. You miss being alive like that. You miss that feeling. Um, we miss that. And I think the takeaway from this is, first of all, it's okay to feel how you're feeling. And during the low times, or, or I wouldn't even call them low times, There's, I think there's like multiple different stages. There's like a stage when you're getting excited and you're starting to get alive. And then there's a stage when you're alive. And then there's a stage when you start taking in a ton of information that during that starting to go down phase, you start to really think and ponder and bring everything together. And then you have the low. So I think during those times when we're really thinking, those are really 
rich times, by the way. But there are also times when we're susceptible towards very negative emotions, right? Because we're already like in this processing mode. We're a bit disconnected from life. So we're missing that empathy with life. We're missing that connection with, you know, the, the feeling of life coursing through your veins. And we look, we look at them. We mourn it. We mourn it and we start to get nihilistic and we start to doubt everything, even though we were just so alive. So I think it's, first of all, it's okay to feel all those things. It's okay to miss it. It's okay to hate it. It's okay to start, you know, resisting life and all that. It's all part of the process. And I really like this because it's, it's hard to be compassionate towards yourself when you start to hate the world and when you start to hate yourself and when you start to forget everything that ever happened and you like remember bits and pieces and you mourn it and that whole weird stage that we all go through. I just feel like writing this and now opening it up, I can really see that I'm trying to be compassionate with myself. I really, it's very difficult till we understand that there's a, there's a cycle and that there's a way that things go. And then these things take years. I think that writing for me, and I think it's creatively with anything that we start to, we start to really find our depth. We start to really find our groove. We start to really understand. And it takes a really long time. It's not like a one, two, three, where I could tell you uh, exactly what it is that's going on in your life. And you'll be like, ah, okay. And then just live happily ever after. It wouldn't work like that. It's a process and it's lessons come over and over and over again. Each time we understand it a little more and a little more and a little more. And this is just really beautiful. You know, the two types of blur. And then when, when life fades, when you're truly alive and life just the rest of life that you're not engaged with just completely disappears. And and then the lows, you know, the, the parts where we start to, to doubt it all. And then, and then, you know, I would ponder my death while sipping a black coffee, no sugar. We start to emulate or, you know, look highly at those times when we're really taking apart the world and really dissecting our existence. When a lot of what brings us true happiness in life is very hard to explain. There's a life force. Like when, when the world blurs and you're in your zone and everything's flowing and you're working on a project and everything's working or you're with people and everything's just going well and you're completely, everything just disappears. Like it's hard to really quantify that. It's hard to really explain what it is that is so powerful about that and so real. And it's very hard to write an equation that'll explain exactly what it is that's happening there. So so we start to emulate the times when we're like really like thinking things through and, and because we can't quantify life, we get nihilistic about it and we sit there sipping a black coffee, no sugar, you know, uh, just thinking about our death. I, I'm just fascinated, honestly, with life and how complex it is and how in each stage we go fully into it. It's not like we're like, okay, I'm a, I'm like, I'm aware that I was happy a week ago and right now I'm in this stage and in a week and a half I'll be back at happy or in three weeks I'll be back at happy. Like when we go in, we go in fully. We just dive right into how we're feeling and it's insane it's it's legit insane beautiful but it's insanity um and i love it and i'm very grateful to be a part of this delicious experience i gave a beggar my candies they were sugar-free and cough suppressant so i actually had these like ricola cough suppressant candies uh and i didn't have money and there was like a beggar by the window and i wanted to give him something so i gave him a pack of these candies now they were sugar-free so i'm like i 
felt like I was like hurting him more. Like I'll give him a good taste, but he's not getting any calories. And uh, it just it just felt very weird. I was like, I just gave him something with no nutritional value, but it might make him mentally happy for a little bit. So I was like, it was like a weird back and forth that I was having. Um, I thought that was funny. I was scared to look at him in the face because I knew that I would be there behind his eyes. It's very interesting because you have this with homeless people where you suddenly you lock eyes with them and and you see beyond the homeless suddenly there's a human being looking at you because when you see them from far and you drive up or you walk up and you see them from far you see the whole picture you see the narrative of homeless man and then suddenly you look into their eyes and it's like it hits you they're a person they're just like me it just it, it could really just shatter you because we all have those struggles and i mean not those struggles but we all have these human struggles and some people just get lost along the way and you suddenly see that humanity that spark that life behind this person's eyes and it's powerful and and i think it's because of that shift because like a part of us just kind of like pushes them away and we don't think about them then suddenly you see them and it's like oh my god like this whole world just shatters before you and there's also something alluring about to me at least about homeless it's 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 so it's so raw and it's so like out there it's like you, you see their process in a way you see their like they gave up and they gave up on love in my opinion they gave up on i don't know how to explain it but you see them in a loveless state which kind of shines a light on what i'm searching for and and the times that i've given up on love and the times that i've pushed everyone away and just completely just sheltered myself from the world and there's something very there's stages in life um that i've been through that i felt like i didn't want anyone and i couldn't accept normal love if someone told me they loved me i wouldn't hear it i literally i wouldn't hear it i i I wouldn't be able to accept love someone would offer me something i would decline it anything i just didn't want to touch anyone to be next to anyone to be around anybody or anything and just just keep me away just keep me away from everything and there's a certain warmth that comes with that because that's the times when you're really with yourself and you're you're really it's funny because it looks like we're tearing ourselves apart but we're also giving ourselves a lot of attention we're also really stuck in our narratives but we're spending a lot of time with ourselves even though it's negative talk it's still attention and we're very focused on ourselves i think i heard someone say that um if someone's depressed then what might be able to lower their depression is doing acts of service which kind of takes them out of themselves but about the intimacy of depression about the being there with yourself in depression it's it it is very precious i don't like it's weird to say that but because no one ever ever wants to be depressed but when you're in a depressed state you kind of want more of it you're kind of like leeching off of the depressive state and you're trying to get more of that nasty feel and i think that this kind of starts to open that up how the cold of concrete is the warmth that i need i need warmth i need love i need to be held and cradled the way that only concrete knows how it's very interesting because sometimes you want that like rough floor like lay down on the floor and just feel the hardness of it that the Maybe it's a security thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but there are times in life when you just want to like live with yourself, like really just feel the, the the toughness of life. And and there's something about laying on the floor. There's something about like a cold concrete that just holds you in a way. 
it sounds very weird, but I really feel that sometimes when I can't lay down on my bed, where I can't sit on a chair, where I just want to stand or I just want to sit on the floor or I just want. It's very interesting where there's just these times when we, when we can't access all that love that we have for ourselves, all that love that we have for our family, for our loved ones, for our friends. And we kind of just like buckle down into this other form this other type at the edge of the forest there's a tree whose bark is said to hold nutrients that could lower a person's age by five years this is interesting i think this is i was trying to open something up and i was this was like a prelude to something so i'm not really going to go into this um because it looks like later on i went in a different direction and it kind of goes dark from here she broke my heart she complimented me as she rejected me she told me how special i am and how there's no one like me you know this happens at least as a man where or the type of man that i am where like women are into me they're attracted to me they want to be around me but a lot of the times it doesn't translate into well, a lot of times it does but sometimes you know you're you're into someone and you're vibing and all that and then it just doesn't become sexual it just doesn't it doesn't have that extra element it doesn't go into that like overdrive and where you just meld and connect to the other person and it's funny because you you know that the person respects you and all that but it's very it's it's very insulting or demeaning as a man because i i don't fully understand this but when I get rejected, whether it's, it might not even work. And I'm, I probably even know that it's not going to work. But as a man, I just want to like spread my seed <laughs> all over the place. Um, and uh, it like, I'm a lot less discriminative with women as women are with men. I feel like women are more picky um, generally in my experience and men are just like, I find most women attractive. I, I Everywhere I go, they're, they're, most women are attractive to me. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of upsetting when someone tells you like, oh yeah, you're amazing, you're this, you're that, but it's just not going to work. And it, it just, for some reason, it, it really hits like a point in me. And then I go into this, uh, there's no one like me, but that doesn't make me feel any more secure. In fact, the more different I am, the lonelier I feel, which is interesting is the more I start to define myself and start to have a clear definition of who I am, a clearer definition of who I am, the more I start to spend more time with myself and the more it, it's sometimes it's lonely i guess when you're getting rejected that's when you're really trying to be with someone and then that's where the loneliness comes from but a lot of this is not really loneliness it's just spending time with myself just just like in depression you spend time but that's like negative this is just like comfortable this is just very comfortable spending time with yourself but but it's interesting because the, the the more the more special or unique or whatever someone says that to me it it doesn't translate as like often it doesn't translate as a compliment it, it, it just pushes me further away i can fold myself perfectly and lay in the blanket closet you would not find a single crease like i can i can act like everyone else this is like when i'm starting to like buckle down and i'm like i give in i don't need to be me i just want you i just really want you right now and just kind of be with me you would not find a single crease my cotton silky smooth but all you'll see is the bright red stain at the center and cast me away into the unique the special the damp the crusty it's painful because i can act like everyone else but it just doesn't work 
it's not like you can act like someone. You could put on this bravado, you know, this alpha, um, aggressive bravado, and suddenly everyone's going to like they'll be attracted to you. There, there's 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 honesty that comes with this, and there's an honesty of being that people pick up on more than the act. And the more authentic you are, the the less red flags people see right away, um, and the more pulled people are to a person. And I think that this is very important. And obviously in this piece i'm going the other way i'm giving in i'm like i'll fold myself perfectly and lay in the blanket closet i'll be just like everyone you want me to be you won't see a single crease i'll be all that and the truth is that no one's really looking for that I- I have to be patient and I have to put myself out there over and over and over again. The only way to do this is the honest way. And I think this is a thing with life that the only way to deal with life is honest. And it's it's funny because it seems counterproductive because it seems like we can get away with lying. It seems that lying is a shortcut a lot. You know, if I just act like this, if I just say it in this way, if I just hide these few facts, then I'll I'll be okay. And it does work like that a lot of times but but when it comes to being when it comes to who you are if you lie about who you are then there's this lack of synchronicity and people pick up on that super quickly super super quickly it's just really it's really painful because you you see other people who are more successful in this area and you want to emulate them and you want to be like them and you want to have that same feel but you have your own feel and i think that in life we have to really learn to give in to our own feel to learn to give in to who we are and to be that fully because there's only one person like us i think there's like studies that everyone is completely different like there was never anyone in history that was ever like you with your life experience with your, your the way your brain is structured your dna it's incredible and if we learn to live uniquely and we learn to live creatively and we start to really listen to who we are and what we want that we really just will start living in that blur we'll start living in that everything just fades away and it's just our life and we're teeming with this energy and we're flowing with it and we're enjoying this incredible process Uh, i think we'll end with that thank you so much for listening and i'm really glad i know this was a two-part piece it's a little it's a little longer than expected but uh it was amazing and i really appreciate this thank you thank you